Hello. And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Hooray. Act three, buddy. Act three. Act three. Yes, buddy, my friend, who is more than brother to me, I embrace thee. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to casually mosey on into the third and final act of the shoe. And it is said third act, wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our zesty, low-fat, artisanally handcrafted and not available in stores. So order now, movie of the week! <laughs> and this week, from the director of Troll 2, comes a yet another knockoff sequel with the 1990 film Night Killer. Yes. Weird, because I'm pretty sure not once in this film does he kill at night, but whatever. Yeah. Does he kill eight? No, he doesn't even kill knights. He doesn't even kill actor Ted Knight. He would have still been alive when this film was made. Night Killer. Yes. The name of the film is Night Killer. And he made this about he, 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 he Claudio Ragasso made this movie and then like 10 months later said I'm going to go to Utah <laughs> and make a film about the goblins. Ellie, get up here. So, uh, uh, okay. So, the director of Troll 2 does a wannabe... Eleanor, get up here! How, how do you pronounce Giallo film? Giallo, Giallo film? Giallo is how I would pronounce it. Giallo. Yeah, so the director of Troll 2 does a wannabe Giallo film with a guy in a bootleg Freddy Krueger mask. There's a lot one pack here. Yes. But before we get into the film, I just wanted to put some context. I never thought I would find myself coming to the defense of the writer-director of Troll 2, but I just want to point something out, okay? Yes. Uh, uh, in Italy, this film was released in theaters under the title Non Aprite Quella Porta 3. Okay, so in Italy, the Chainsaw, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie didn't come out the same time it came out in theaters. It came out like later, like in the 80s yes. in Italy. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a huge hit, but of course they didn't want to call it the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So in Italy, they called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie Don't Open That Door. Okay. I don't understand. It's not like this is a door-centric film, but uh, in Italy, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was released as Don't Open That Door. And then the sequel in Italy, which came out in the 80s, was Don't Open That Door 2. And that one was a big success. So in Italy, Night Killer was released as Non Aprite Quella Porta 3, which 
translates to don't open that door three, which means that the Troll 2 guy did it again. This movie was released in Italy as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Okay. I'd like to take this time to say that there's uh, this film is not set in Texas. There's no chainsaws. But what do I know? Yes. I felt myself saying that a lot. A guy on the police force kidnaps and rapes so uh, a guy kicked off of the police force kidnaps and rapes a woman to help her and is now going to get a promotion. Sounds a bit far-fetched, but what do I know? Yes. <laughs> I kept saying that. I don't think that a regular normal human uh, suburban dad can easily punch his uh, hand through a woman's torso, but what do I know? Yes. But but I need to come to the defense of this movie because apparently Italy has the most lax copyright laws yes. in the whole world, like more lax than Turkey and Turkish Star Wars. Apparently it's that level of copyright infringement. So that explains so many movies like Cruel Jaws, the unofficial Jaws sequel done with zero budget, yes. an Italian film. It explains Zombie 2, the unofficial sequel to Dawn of the Dead that people actually fucking love. Yes. Oh, I like that There's movie. Also... I like that movie a lot. Yeah. I've got it on my computer. It's pretty good. There's also Alien 2 on Earth, an unofficial sequel to Alien that a studio in Italy quickly rushed out because uh, the studio hadn't yet copyrighted Alien as a film title yet. And it's like, oh, they haven't copyrighted that yet? Shit. Okay, let's make Alien 2. So they made Alien 2. <laughs> There's a Bay of Blood, an Italian cheapo sequel to The Last House on the Left. Really? I never heard that. Ooh. Yeah. I yeah, know I, I, I know I, it's got a famous scene that is exactly exactly like a scene from one of the Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, like I, this I, movie is a precursor to Friday the 13th. And it's the one where he comes in with a spear and he yes. spears through two people while they're fucking. That one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, last house on the left. There's Shocking Dark, a no-budget Italian sequel to Terminator. And then there's the La Casa series. Oh, okay. So, in Italy, they released The Evil Dead under the title La Casa, and it was a huge success. So okay. then, in Italy, they released the they released Evil Dead 2 as La Casa 2, and it also did huge. In the uh, 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 Italian box office. So, uh, to capitalize on the success, Joe D'Amato, uh, the Italian uh, film director, he said, let's cash in on this. So he released 
a cheap sequel called La Casa 3. Yeah. And then that was a hit. So so it Italy did an Evil Dead 3 and that was a hit. So then they did Evil Dead La Casa 4. And then La Casa 5. And then here's the kicker. You remember the movie House? I yes. liked that movie. I even I liked the sequel even better cuz it was less scary and more just fucking weird off the yes. wall silly. But House to the Second Story, they released it in Italy as La Casa Six. <laughs> so in Italy, House Two is Evil Dead Six. <laughs> That's some crazy ass shit. In Italy, there were eight Evil Dead movies. <laughs> Fascinating to me. That yes. blows my balls. And then, of course, there's Troll 2, the unofficial sequel to Troll. So I just find it fascinating that there's a whole genre of unofficial sequels out there. And to be fair, this is where the defense comes in. A lot of times, these filmmakers would just make a movie. Yes. And they're like, hey, we want you to make this horror film. So it's like, okay, I'm going to try as hard as I can to make it amazing and make it good. Here's the horror film. I think it should be called Night Vision. And they're like, great, we're going to make it a Planet of the Apes sequel. (laughs) The producers would be the ones to say, hey, and they did this in Spain, where it's like, there's this film like Tomb of the Undead, and they're like, okay, we're going to call this Revenge of the Ape People. But there's no apes in this. Why are you calling this film Revenge of the Ape People? And it's like, oh, we'll tag on something in the beginning about how all the zombies that are killing people, oh, those are uh, the ancestors of the apes from the time of the apes. We're making your film a Planet of the Apes sequel. (laughs) But so then our cinematic brains as audience members go, oh, well, how dare the director do that? But oftentimes, it's not even up to the director. So in this film, uh, the director, Claudio Fragasso, said, I want to make a a serious Film, not a horror film, not a slasher like what's popular in America right now. I want a, a Giallo film, a Giallo film, a Guillermo film. Yeah, I want to make a suspense thriller about a woman that survives a rape and is suicidal and there's going to be some twists and turns and it's going to be interesting and serious and I'm going to do like a serious attempt to make my own Dario Argento film. And he makes the movie and it's done. But the studio says, okay, we've got this completed film. So we're going to hire a second director in secret. So they hire a second director and they go, okay, second director, don't tell anybody, especially don't tell the director, but um, add tits, add ass, add gore, 
We're making his serious film a slasher. Okay. We're just going to shove those scenes right the fuck into the movie. At times, this felt like a porn. Yes. But, uh, so, so, we tend to go, oh, well, this movie is shit, the director. The director didn't do that. I don't want to come to the defense of the director of Troll 2, but he seemed to try and he, he seemed to do a decent job of making a bizarre uh, Dario Argento adjacent thriller that got screwed by the money men, and it's not his fault. Yeah. And the same money men that were responsible for this film, Night Killer, and uh, Troll 2, also did Shark Shocking Dark, which in Italy was released as Terminator 2, well before the second Terminator movie came out. Yes. So I, I, just, I just feel that this movie needs to be put in context. Okay, I, I can decent... accept that. It's a decent film, and the problems that I have with it are unfortunately not the problems of the goddamn director, who is a piece of shit who I hate. Okay. I have seen that movie. The director of Troll 2 is a piece of shit, and I hate him. That being said, the parts that were his in this movie, he did an alright job. He got screwed in the edit. He basically yeah. got Brazilled. Okay. You know, like the studio said, okay, you're done with this film, great. We're going to fuck with it. We're going to edit the shit out of it. This part's out, this part's out. We're going to put some boobs in. Yeah, the movie, the, the parts of the movie that I didn't like uh, weren't necessarily his fault. That being said, I hate Doctor Strange in this. Okay, yeah, he was fucking... Well, you know, but, but at the same time, like, I... I a lot of the times I look somebody up on IMDb because I haven't seen them in a while. It's yeah. mostly just because they've dropped off my radar for some reason. Like, Mark Harmon is out there somewhere. I just don't know where. You know? And I look them up on IMDb and I find that they've been working consistently so, since wherever, just in nothing that I've seen. I look up Peter Hooten and, like, it's sad. Yeah. It's just very sad. Like, he did, very like, sad. Doctor Strange was literally his like the peak. Of his career. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, tapped really out. Yeah. I, I just hope that he starts getting some, like, good convention money now for being the yeah. original Doctor Strange. You know, but but like hey. after Doctor Strange, he did he did some TV, you know, like just a guest appearance. He was a I, I had to stop and look it up because I kind of vaguely remembered it and I just needed to confirm it. But he he was on an episode of Bronk, which was a detective show, a short lived detective show, starring Jack Palance. Uh -huh. <laughs> as Bronk. And it's like, you know, he looks like a Bronk. <laughs> nice. But then the other girl, but then the girl, uh, poor man's Linda Hamilton. Yes. She, 
she did all right. She was in the two. Uh, well, first off, she's she was the mom in Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay. But the but I I had no idea that I had the hots for this woman. She was one of the two sexy girls from both Cannonball Run movies. Really? Because the girls in the skimpy skin tights out skin tight outfits. There was Adrian Barbo. And the other one. Yes. She was the other one. Really? Yeah. Wow, she looks kind of... I mean... I was blown away by the fact that the woman who starred in this film, I had seen in two other... in three other fucking movies. Like, goddamn. I had so much the hots for you as a kid in those Cannibal Run movies. With that in consideration... She must have had a rough time from there to where she is in this fucking movie. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, and, and I'm gonna guess, okay? Recovering cocaine addict. Yeah, that's that's probably a safe bet. That's kind of the vibe she gives off in this movie. Yeah. You know, her acting is... Well, nobody's acting in this movie is top-notch. Yeah. You know? So, a wannabe giallo film, Frankenstein into an 80s slasher featuring TV's Doctor Strange in a Speedo flushing his jeans down the toilet and trying to drown a woman in the ocean. What are your thoughts on this movie, buddy? I wasn't particularly a fan. I thought the plot was kind of convoluted. Um... Almost in a in a movie within a movie kind of a way. Um, yeah. And maybe a lot of that could be could have been fixed with a with a bigger budget. I don't know. I I thought that the twist was predictable. I think the yeah. word you're looking for is predictable. <laughs> the the hard time that I had with this film was that I had to watch it a couple of times because I kept thinking that the guy who ends up being the killer was the dad from Troll 2. Yeah. They looked very similar. It's not him. Because yeah. the this guy in Night Killer will allow you to piss on hospitality. Yes. He will allow yes, it. Will. He doesn't know about uh, high, high, tightening his belt so he doesn't get hunger pains. Yeah. But, uh, but, but we start but, we start the movie with this like monster killer mock Freddy Krueger mask, you know, and we follow yeah. that for a little while, and then it turns into a completely uh, you. Know, Peter Hooten is not in the same movie as everybody else. Yeah, not at all. You know, not at all. So now this is a this is a completely different movie, where Peter Hooten is some kind of psychopath, and kidnaps this woman, who was assaulted by the Freddy Krueger monster, previously. Yeah. So she just doesn't have the best karma in the world. You know. No. I mean, at some point, I think you have to face the fact that you somehow are drawing the psychopaths. 
Oh my god, that woman chewed scenery like Cookie Monster eats cookies. <laughs> just close-ups of her, just no! Oh, yeah. loved it. Loved that. <laughs> Getting a bit of the glow. The hair looks like it's brighter since the last. Yeah. You know, the beginning of the show. Yeah. Starting to get it. It's coming. But like yeah. the, the the twist ending, I mean like it's only the like only secondary character in the movie, really. <laughs> yeah, like you go to IMDB, it's like ten people in this movie. Yeah. So so like And that's it? It's obviously not the black police officer. Yeah. So, so like, we get to the twist, and it was like, well, of course, was this a question? <laughs> of, well, course of course it's it was, him. <laughs> of course it was the Utah dentist. Yeah. So, I gotta say, again, uh, this film was written and directed by notorious Italian blowhard Claudio Fragasso under the amazingly wonderful American-sounding pseudonym Clyde Anderson. Uh, Claudio wanted this film to be a dramatic thriller about a suicidal woman, made the film, finished the film. The producer secretly said... He uh, hired a, a second director, a dramatic thriller, add more scenes, make it a slasher, make it gorier. So as much as this film has bad acting and bad editing and etc., it's not entirely the director's <coughs> fault. I was ready to rip this movie a new one, but um, I think there should be more scenes where a woman is trying to shoot herself in the face and the man responds by eating Kentucky Fried Chicken. I can, I relate to that. <laughs> yeah, that that's our that's our Tuesdays here yeah. at home. I'm gonna shoot myself in the mouth with this gun and you're like, Are you sure? Have you tried KFC's new fries? Cheddar fries? <laughs> Amazing. What? That's that's there's this film is so odd that I find myself paying attention to it more than I would if I were just seeing like a Jason X or some shit like that where it's yeah. like okay here's another slasher and then you watch this and it's like okay this is different not what I was expecting bizarre but yeah the film surprised me yeah yeah you know what, Andy? And also, like, uh, this guy abducts this woman and tortures her and rapes her and ties her up and is totally mind-fucking her to the point where eventually she becomes sort of like a willing accomplice and is, is, is helping the man and all of that. And there were parts where I thought, like, I can go to Italy and re-release this as a Harley Quinn prequel right now. Yeah. And get away with it as Italy's <coughs> lax copyright laws. Because this is this movie I felt was the gritty Harley Quinn prequel we deserve. Oh, you 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 think that's what happens? She becomes Harley Quinn? 
Yeah, I absolutely think that. It's that whole sort of like, you, you see so many people on like Facebook and stuff like that, like, oh, I wanna, I wanna love like Harley Quinn and the Joker, and it's like, she is being abused. Yes. WandaVision, WandaVision. She's being abused. It's an abusive relationship. Yes. It is wildly unhealthy. And no, you should not be basing your relationships on fucking uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn. And the fucked up way that Harley Quinn becomes infatuated with the Joker is basically the same way that poor man's Linda Hamilton becomes obsessed with uh, Doctor Strange in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We get a little Stockholm Syndrome going in there. Uh, I just want to take a bizarre aside that I was 100% not uh, planning on doing. So Walt Disney had an idea for a ride called the Carousel of Progress, and it was a carousel ride. Uh, I was I never went on Carousel of Progress, but I did go on America Sings, which used the same carousel design. So it's a circular stage with like five different stages, and instead of moving the stage around, they would have moving audiences. So the okay. stage would be still, and the audience would rotate from stage to stage and watch these different shows with these different robots. And they took that down at Disneyland, but it's still up in its original form in Disney World. And it's been around for a really long time, and there's a lot of bizarre rumors floating around about what they are going to eventually do with this really old-ass, old-timey ride, the Carousel of Progress. One idea is to replace the star with the the star's voice uh, animatronic with Tom Hanks and there, there's all of these different ideas one of them which I just heard which is amazing is it's all of these old timey like oh welcome to my home it is 1918 and we just got one of them new fancy telephones and then it goes to like the 1940s and then the 1960s and it shows the progression of uh, time and of uh, technology and so one of the ideas floating around is to turn it into a WandaVision ride okay where as you're rotating around the different stages of the carousel of progress will be redone to be different scenes at different times of the WandaVision uh, show as a sitcom and I am absolutely fucking in love with the idea of WandaVision the ride. <laughs> I, I am on cloud nine with that idea. I know that uh, 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 a lot of uh, theme park fans would be against this. I, I know that a lot of that uh, the carousel of progress was Walt Disney's idea himself and he gave birth to it but also I just want to fucking want to tear all of that shit down if it means getting turning that into a WandaVision ride that's awesome yes I love that yeah I, I so that's agree. all I've got that, for this that week sounds like it would be nice. that's it yeah that's all I've got that's all I've got for this week's movie. I I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Yeah, no, but no. but but this film, this the the main problem that I had with this film is that there was so much rape in this that I thought for a second that I was watching Dangerous Men again. Yes. 
it was like a it was like a dangerous man level of uh, of uh, rape in this. Yes. So I didn't like that. But I don't know. I was pleasantly surprised. And the things that I hated in this film are not the director's fault because Italy's fucking weird. Yes. Yeah. Italy is very weird. Yeah. Uh, next week, Bunny. Okay. I'm tr- I'm trying for 2021 to be different. Okay. I'm trying to go different places and do different things and watch some different movies. Next week, we're watching the 2020 film that I've just been itching to see. The action film Money Plane. Okay. With a cast of some of the biggest celebrities in the world. Wrestler Edge, Joey Lawrence, Kelsey Grammer, the biggest stars of 2020. Yes. Apparently, this film is so horrible that it's pretty great. Yeah. Okay. I've just been waiting to watch Money Play. See, Grammar's the bad guy, and he cusses a lot and shoots a uh, machine gun. The hero is Edge. <laughs> the Edge. Christian. And apparently the movie was directed by Joey Lawrence's brother, so Joey Lawrence from TV's Blossom is in the movie. I, I just can't wait to watch Money Plane. Yes. Sounds, excited to okay. watch it. Okay, I, I, can, I can... Sure. Yeah, so so that's what we're watching next week on the podcast, and I'm very excited. Uh, also, if you made it to the end of the show, here here's a little treat. I've been wearing a skirt the whole time. This is the skirt, and it's super comfy, and I love it. And I tried to go for a, a skirt with some blue to match my hair. Nice. I don't have a lot of blue stuff. I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of popcorn colored uh uh popcorn uh uh cotton candy colored clothing. Yes. So I'm trying. I'm wearing my team Zisu shirt that I love very much. So uh Yeah, it's a team it says Team Zisu and it's got the it's got their flag on it. I love this shirt so much. Okay. It's one of those shirts that, like, most people aren't going to know what the hell I'm wearing, but every once in a while you'll get the one person that goes, <gasps> at the store. So, so it's pretty awesome. So next week we're going to be talking about Money Plane, Cher, Willy Wonka, OSHA regulations. It's going to be a, an exciting show. But now that I'm looking back at this show, whoo! So much happened in this show. Frosted Mini Wheats, White Boy Summer, which I can't wait to celebrate White Boy Summer. Yes. Space Jam, The Buffalo Bills. John Bon Jovi is going to be shot in Buffalo, New York. And uh, Adrian Barbeau. I gotta say, I think this has been a pretty good episode. I'm going damn good. A definite solid damn good. Okay, good. I I feel the same way, but I didn't want to step on any of your toes. You're the person who makes that distinction, not me. 
and uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, that's your job. But yes, I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve, and on behalf of Natasha and uh, Eleanor and Maxwell and Bella and everybody else in the house, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Taking your time. <laughs> I like My glasses are out when I do that. I will have a... Uh, and you? And you. Two schmuckles and cookies. I was gonna say I love you for a second. Oh. I love you. Poker chips? And I found chips. this. I found this. And I didn't say it. I really want to be doing this. Do 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 do. I really want to do this. Okay. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do